Welcome to the Las Vegas EDM podcast. I am your co-host, Christopher Tapia, and today I have... Heart Child. Heart Child. And so, okay, so, and tell us a little bit about yourself. God damn it, that's definitely a question you should have asked me in advance so I could prepare. (laughs) I only know that you're a singer, that's it. (laughs) Yes, I'm a singer and I'm also black, we've established that. (laughs) Yes, we have. (laughs) okay just to forewarn everybody um i had a feeling i was like all right i think i know and my guess is that you're a pop singer but i could be totally wrong actually you're totally wrong fuck and you're totally right at the same time oh shit just yeah to smooth that over a little bit close close i do sing pop music but my emphasis has mostly been rock music actually like classic rock kind of stuff just because of where we are and how i grew up my aunt was Pretty much the one who raised me when I was a super young kid. And she was an 80s baby. So it was like Guns N' Roses, Guns Queen, and Roses. ACDC. Yes. All that shit. All day, every day. Nice. So, so that's how I kind of uh, grew up learning how to sing, sort of. And then I also, at some point, uh, once I, I said this last night at my show at Shag Room, I was like, I'm actually a very angry person. I turned, I turned 14 <laughs> and i just got angry like teenagers just get angry like you turn 14 and something switches like you're just a monster so i turned 14 and i got pissed and i just stayed pissed i've just learned how to suppress it (laughs) it's all good i i I literally i literally called children children demons after 14 that's pretty much yeah they are they are demons absolutely yeah my sister she just turned 14 i was like yeah we're probably not going to be friends again until she's 21 (laughs) i'm not even stressing (laughs) about it like well she's reached that age i was her best friend and now i'm not it's cool she'll be back when she's able to drink we'll reconnect <laughs> that is hilarious so i was the kid like i was the kid so my sister she is 10 years older than me oh wow so she had to deal with all the bullshit that i gave her so i would always prank her and just mess around with her oh, and all no. that stuff you know like you know like i don't know if you think about like looney tunes or something like that mm-hmm. and all the pranks and jokes yep. like tom and jerry does yep yep i would do that shit to my sister did it ever happen where you like smash her with a frying pan and she would accordion back up and no she would be cool no no i i did the bucket in the water thing though you know the bucket of water <laughs> oh, on top of a door yeah the door and yeah exactly it. there you go how do you i don't understand how you don't see that when you're going in you know it's like just you a- must be super oblivious if it just never occurred to you that there. You have to see the buck. I don't know. I don't know. Peripherals? No, exactly. No, no peripheral No skills. peripheral. No. <laughs> Actually, is there a different level of peripheral vision for you? I mean, is it no. Like it's shorter this way. And it, it should be. Well, no. Oh, that's a good question. Is per, does, does <laughs> is peripheral vision only shorter exist? from above? Is she it wore, longer from the side? <laughs> so she wore glasses. So if anything above and okay, down below. Okay, yeah. That's anything where, above or below the glasses. So fuck yeah, that works. <laughs> now, now, now we know. We just educated everybody. Yep. If you want to do the bucket prank on someone, only do it on people who wear glasses. <laughs> exactly. Make sure that their prescriptions are old. They forgot to or renew like- it at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Switch out the lenses. Why not? Yep. You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, cool. So you do rock music, but also you do pop as well, too? I kind of sing a little of everything, actually. Okay. So I studied music in college. Nice. And Where'd you there go to wasn't really... I went to Cal State San Bernardino, actually. Oh, so, so you're originally from a... Cali? I was born there, yes. Nice. 
but I was raised primarily between Alabama and here. Mm. So, but I went to university in California at Cal State San Bernardino. Yeah, and yeah. the reason I went was well, one because Stanford was too far. I thought that I wanted to go there, but I didn't want to be that far from my family. I was a chicken. Um, it was closer and they had a new music program that they were just trying out. So it was kind of like a whatever you want to do music program. Right, right, it was right. commercial music was the name of the major. So I was like, cool, an opportunity to basically design my own major that I want to study. So I studied vocal technique primarily. So I most of the singers who go to that school or any university, honestly, mm. mostly you study opera, nice. like operatic singing if you're a singer. But I studied with uh, the vocal jazz instructor and because he also just of his own volition took up studying vocal technique, he was able to kind of teach me how to control my voice, Mm -hmm. how to manipulate it properly. There were some like opera techniques that we use, like the openness, like that sort of thing. And that's what I wanted to learn so that I could sing any style of music so that I wouldn't just be a pop singer or a jazz singer. Because a lot of times opera singers... If they start out as an opera singer, then even if they switch to something that's more nasal, like pop music or grungy, like rock music, they can't do it because they're trained to always be open. It's yeah. a lot harder for them to shut down because they don't have that same practice. So I wanted the ability to kind of flip a switch whenever I needed to, to sing any genre that I wanted. Right. So now at my show at Shag Room, we do a little of everything. There's pop, there's rock, there's reggae, there's R&B, like there's, there's literally everything. Um, We're trying to work in some more jazz and maybe some more opera like some billy holiday kind of things we do um we do smells like teen spirit by nirvana but yeah. we do it in like a bossa nova style have you heard of tori amos so no. sh- she inspired it basically she did it that way on piano so we kind of like swing it a little bit With a it's dangerous. that kind of thing oh yeah, that's kind of smooth neat. and like yeah so we switch it up to whatever we feel like doing and Wait, so so, I sing so basically you perform out at this place called the Shag Room, right? Yes. So where is the Shag Room? Shag located? Room is at Virgin Hotels, the Vir- former Virgin. Hard Rock cool. Hotel and Casino. Yeah, I'm nice. Paradise. That's awesome. I don't know where that is because I'm still new to Vegas. <laughs> oh, where are you from? I'm, I'm originally up from upstate in Reno, Nevada. Oh dang! Yeah, okay. so that's still nice though. I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 an eight-hour drive. I mean, yeah, it's I would. I always took a flight here, you know, whenever I came down visiting and stuff. So it was just, I mean, 50 minutes to get to Vegas is a lot better than eight hours of a drive looking at nothing, (laughs) you know? So, but I mean, Reno is, it's, it's nice. It's a small town. The streets are shitty, unfortunately, in comparison to here. Yes, it is horrible, but we got Lake Tahoe. I (sighs) will admit about that. So um okay cool so you perform often over at the shag room yes. and it sounds like you're in a band too yes i am nice so, so i put the band together okay um it has taken on several iterations since we first started the residency there um it started out with me a bass player and a keyboardist actually we also had a drummer and a guitarist so it started out as a five piece and then we lost the drummer then we lost the guitarist. Jesus. Then we lost the keyboard player and had to get a new guitarist and a new drummer. And now next week we might be getting a new guitarist. <laughs> Every time. Never fails. So we're still trying to find find the right mix of people. We 
honestly, we probably would have kept the keyboard player because it was interesting. There aren't many people who are playing rock songs on a keyboard. This dude was literally doing full-ass guitar solos on his keyboard. It what? Was, yes. It was crazy. He was riffing on the piano. Yes, on his keyboard. <laughs> he, he had this setting that sounded just like an electric guitar, and he would just... And it, like, it was amazing. Um, but he had to leave because his mom lives in Houston, and she was in a car accident, and so oh. he had to take off so that he could go take care of her. So that's See, that's a viable reason. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. now we're like, oh, what are we going to do? Yeah. We're still trying to figure it out. Still... It's hard finding people who are like me, who just love studying music and loves doing all genres, all types, like mm. just being as creative as possible. Of course. Um, since that's what I do, then it makes more sense for me to have musicians who are capable of doing that as well, who mm-hmm. are comfortable playing in different styles. Like even someone who can explain why the reggae feel is what it is like explain what the beat is that defines it as reggae yeah and being able to do it in that style comfortably yeah that's so, interesting yeah i never studied reggae but i could only imagine it's kind of the similar study of what is it um arabic um <laughs> drums and stuff arabic drums because i studied arabic drums in school uh yes at a university no Academy, at an academy. Yes, okay. I went to an academy. I was gonna say that sounds bougie and unique. There's like, <laughs> yeah, well, because like it, there's a lot of like, it's so weird. Like you, you kind of learn a little bit more than just you know Arabic drums and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I was studying to specialize more towards movie related, um, like scoring, scoring essentially, okay. right? Gotcha. And so, but that of course scoring involves literally learning almost More every freaking genre yeah yeah you learn Literals. everything yeah everything and you just pick it up yep. and stuff and then you try and figure it out from there and you're in front of the computer and you're like well let's see what the fuck i can do with this, <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> you know true. and and that was kind of pretty much it and so <clears throat> i was kind of focused more towards that direction but when i was learning arabic um music essentially you know like there's a very particular arabic scale yeah you know that you do dun 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 or whatever the heck it is i can't remember for the life of me because it's been a while but like i had to learn very specifically the drums and stuff and how to really make it pop out in the mix and stuff so that's why i was kind of curious i was like like is reggae kind of like along those type of lines but it's see i couldn't even tell you i did have someone tell me once i don't know whether or not you knew anything about this but i had someone ask me if i could sing i want to say it was an arabic song but the song has quarter tones in it mm-hmm. so i tried singing it and tried singing it in that style with like the the it's not a doom lap but yes and i sang the notes i'm like the notes sound the same they're like but you sound too american i was like yep. i don't know what that means you have to throw <laughs> a little bit of accent in there yes you have to have an accent with your tone like that that is the first time i've ever heard someone say that yep. your tone has to have an accent. your tone has to have the accent yeah that's why it, it's it it's very particular <laughs> it's very particular because like if you're trying to like approach um like a certain group of people you know like yeah. in a music producer's direct um like uh point of view a lot of the times we're like yo you sound too british you need we need <laughs> you to sound a lot more american yeah. or something along those lines yeah more so- like hard sounds yeah exactly when i was growing up um my aunt the same aunt that forced me to listen to a bunch of classic rock 
uh she also listened to like a lot of bbc and that kind of thing and so when i was younger i kind of spoke with a little bit of a british accent and then when we went to alabama i got picked on because they said that i talked white so i stopped doing it trying my best to but like (laughs) shooting (laughs) but similar thing where i was like okay now i have to figure out how i'm going to figure out how i'm going to adjust adjust my accent like because sometimes it'll slip out if i'm drinking it's yeah i'm singing um but i feel like it's a lot easier when like like i said i studied vocal technique studied control of the voice so i understand what you mean like trying to it's even with language i had a teacher tell me once um it was my classical guitar instructor actually yeah um he said that he noticed that a lot of musicians have an easier time learning new languages because they pick up more easily on the nuances that other people don't necessarily pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So like one thing is I, my aunt also spoke French. So I started learning French from a young age. And so it's easier for me to kind of pick up how to say certain things and how to pick up the accent because I know how to listen for them. And maybe it's because I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. So similar to adjusting your tone, like the accent of your tone, needing to sing like a American person versus a British one being able to listen for where the like how the a's sound different and how the r's sound different in the language based on the word that you're saying and so that kind of thing i think all of that does help with music as well like studying languages helps with music as well because opera singers have to do it too like they have to learn latin french german like they have to learn all these things so that you can actually i feel like it's important for communicating the piece yeah of course so definitely if they're singing like a british person and it's an um, you're trying to give the feel of being in america it's an american right. song or it's something that's culturally relevant to people who who live in the united states then it makes sense that you would ask them to do it sorry i went on a whole tangent no <laughs> you're good so so then so then tu t'es parlé français je parle un peu de français toi okay uh, no <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as I go. <laughs> Je m'appelle Chris. Tu Chris. I I don't know what else. I I know Hamburg. Hamburg. <laughs> Hamburg. Is that is that a hamburger in French? <laughs> what was it? He's a pink panther. Where he's like, she's trying to teach him how to speak English properly. She's like, I would like to buy a hamburger, and then he repeats like. I would like to buy a hamburger. I would like to buy <laughs> like, a hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. 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 Like, hamburger. Going back and forth. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. The only languages that I know of is Spanish, English, and Portuguese. That's it. And Arabic? I did, did you actually not... learn Arabic when you studied Arabic, John? Nope. Absolutely oh. not. <laughs> I was Never focused mind. on, like, the instrumentation of it. Do they have their own way of writing music? Because, like, while we were talking about, there's quarter tones. I've never seen a quarter tone written. Like, there's A and then there's A sharp. But is there, like, A half sharp? So, <laughs> there's a lot of jumps. Okay. There's a lot of jumps, you know? It depends on what you're trying to write. And spammy notes and stuff so yeah i call it spammy notes and stuff it depends on what you're trying to do like you'll notice more of the spammy notes towards the end of a four beat phrase and then after that probably towards the end it's a little bit different by going down the scale okay so it's very different in like the way that it's 
played in a sense. Uh, it learning how to write in like Arabic scales helped me learn how to write a melody for a singer. Ironically yeah. enough, I was like, sense. "Oh, that's kind of cool." So I was like, I didn't even realize that, that I can actually kind of like flip it around and learn about that. So yeah, that's important, though, because yeah. how you mentioned earlier that you wanted to study like scoring for films. I had a friend who was a composer and you really I I can't shouldn't say you. I feel that it's important for a composer to understand as many instruments as possible, because now, especially with technology, you can like like install like a violin plugin or something on your laptop and be like oh this sounds really cool but if you want it replicated in real life maybe the violin can't actually play that fucking note <laughs> like you don't exactly. actually know what's possible you have to understand what's possible for the instruments you're working with in order to adequately write for them right so yeah yeah it's, no, it's... it makes sense that being able to write helps you understand voice helps exactly. you understand movement like Mm -hmm. you what have to of. you have to have that understanding to learn how to play it too you know what i mean so and yeah. even the same thing goes for like vocals and stuff you have to learn to understand the capability of a singer and stuff you know so like i remember back in my hometown i would it's kind of it's kind of creepy but i would be the fucking guy kind of like in a coat just sitting in the back and sipping on a whiskey uh, uh, rum and coke or something mm -hmm. like that listening to open <laughs> mic and then after that I would approach a singer that I like because of their voice and I'll be like hey I really like your voice I'm a music producer you should <laughs> you and I should work together oh yeah absolutely yeah. and they would be stoked mm -hmm. but I didn't realize how creepy it was until I really thought about it <laughs> I was like I'm a fucking creep that's like in a trench coat. That's Maybe it just much... depends on how much eye contact you're making. Like if you skirt right up to them, stop them in their tracks, look them dead in the eye and never break eye contact. Like I am a music producer. Can you imagine? You are a singer. We should do something together in equally as monotone of voice. That, that would be... Yeah, that that could be. That would probably be creepy. Maybe but I, like, maybe I didn't hey, speak so... I loved so... your performance, blah, blah, blah. Like that's less creepy. Yeah, that's true. Automatically. Yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so do you trench coat, <laughs> trench coat? <laughs> I, it was like i don't know reno is like you know it was snowing and stuff you know i get snow i get to enjoy that you know so i don't know i like snow i, I used to I live in the mountains uh in Cal southern california in crestline oh nice yep yeah it's I my lived, happy place i lived very very close to uh lake tahoe in reno area and so i enjoyed nice. the snow every single time went, the snow could be like oh i went to lake tahoe one time i took this the baby sister that no longer talks to me because she's too old and too cool oh okay, cool. <laughs> i took her to lake tahoe for the birthday that fucked up our relationship and <laughs> it happens. Family um, happens but i think we went it was kind of cold we went at like an off time, but it was still beautiful. I was yeah, like, of course. Clear lake water. Oh my gosh. I would move up there if it wasn't so expensive. I, right? I can't afford it yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> Soon, Not maybe. Yet. I hope to have it might be a cabin. Too busy for me, though. My, honestly, my dream that I tell everybody and then they look at me like I'm crazy. If I had all the money in the world, I would get a castle on a cliff in the forest that's within an hour driving distance of some sort of city that has like grocery stores like healthcare public transport like that kind of thing i would start like a homestead and like grow all my own shit 
Nice. So that I never really had to leave. I'd have areas for everything. Like, you want to do archery? You want to paint? You want woodworking? You want to, like, work on mechanics? There's a laboratory. You could do fucking chemistry. Like, just have literally every possible thing that I could ever enjoy doing in one place so I never have to leave. And it would be cool. But I don't have the money, so I'm not doing it yet. You're um, <laughs> thinking about building a brand new country as a whole. You Basically. <laughs> That's pra- practically what it is. Where do I sign up? <laughs> oh my gosh i wish more people had that attitude yeah no but the problem with that is then we'd have to work together and i'd really just like to be left (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's you know what fuck people that's it that's all i have to say just fuck people that's not entirely why it's just because i naturally i'm more introverted almost everyone in my family is yeah and i think a common misconception shouldn't have drank so much again i baked it different now. right now it's because i keep trying to go into british and i'm really trying to keep my american hard r's right like, it's a challenge <laughs> um so bloody hell might <laughs> and i'm drinking gin so it's appropriate <laughs> um ah oh, shoot god damn it i already lost my train of thought oh i was talking about introverts um a common misconception is that introverts don't like people And that's not necessarily the case. Introverts are equally as loving. They enjoy socialization equally as much. It just takes more energy for them to be social. So it's like if there's like a social meter, extroverts meter get an extrovert's social meter would fill up the more they engage with people. Right. But an introvert social meter is depleted the more they engage with people. So it's like it's not that I want to castle in the forest just to completely isolate myself honestly i'd love to like throw fucking balls like have people in fancy cars drive all my friends can stay as long as they want but it's like just having a space that's my own and it's a space where i can recharge and be away from everything that stresses me out like ideally a house so big that i can be home with everybody and we still have to call to check like (laughs) (laughs) like where you need a freaking golf cart to get from the east wing to the west wing type shit like maybe not quite the palace of versailles but something comparable (laughs) something along those lines right (laughs) exactly or just like a huge plot of land and then your house is way over here and then my house is way over here it's like we can meet in the middle for like communal activities and when i get exhausted from talking to you then i'll go home so then i don't care i just have to have to reset so that i have something to give you again yeah basically yeah. is what introverts are like it's so. very it's very uh, small community based in a sense yeah 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 definitely so, and one-on-one is great for us yeah, <laughs> yeah. giant crowded room like i don't know what to do i'm just gonna go sit in the corner and watch people be weird <laughs> the amount of times that i do that every single time it's kind of hilarious <laughs> I just see him like, well, that's that one person doing that one thing. Yeah. I've noticed I did that a lot more often here in Vegas than I did in Reno. It's a lot easier to do here. It is. <laughs> it is. People get into some wild shit in Vegas. They really do. Like, hmm. I remember me and my friend, we were just kind of chilling and we were like, um, we we wanted to celebrate like his his um, his passing of like an exam and stuff. And pretty much what we did was like, oh, yeah, dude, let's go and have fun and stuff, you know, like, congrats, bro. And then we were like, dude, it's so expensive to, like, buy drinks in Vegas, bro. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Let's go. Let's go to CVS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to CVS, grab a couple of beers and stuff, hang out and sit next to the casino machines and stuff. And that's what we did. And we were just people watching. <laughs> we're just people watching. Yeah, look at what that one person's doing. Yeah, like oh yeah, that's wild. Fremont's a good sh- place to do that too. 
Oh, absolutely. There's not really, I don't know, there aren't many places to like sit if you just want to sit and people watch. You have to walk around, but yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, luckily, casinos, it's like kind of like you see a little bit of everything, but nothing as crazy as like Fremont Street or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It's know? like its own. Reno. It's like you walk into another universe. You're like, oh, I was with normal people who were wearing clothing and talking plainly, and now we're in a world where everyone sits on the ground weaving corn and has pasties on hmm. yep sounds <laughs> sounds pretty accurate <laughs> i i'm definitely overdressed <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna reel you back into the music realm yes, and stuff sorry. so yeah, yeah yeah no you're good so now do you release music like on like dsps like spotify apple music or anything like that i have music online but honestly, it's stuff that was like written between the ages of 14 and 16. And then I recorded it when I was 18. So I haven't recorded any new music in 10 years. So, so what's, what's your plan in five years musically? You know, people keep asking me that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still don't quite have an answer. Got you. Um, You're more on the lines of like writing it along, enjoying it at the moment. Well, I don't even know if it's enjoying it just at the moment. I I sort of ended up taking a break from it. I was doing a lot of like open mics and that kind of thing in my earlier 20s. And I've never been good at social media. I don't know if it's because I'm an old soul or if I'm lazy or I have no idea. But I didn't take it as an opportunity to grow like a social media platform of any sort so that I could maybe get sponsorship for things and like be able to take it in any sort of direction. I kind of just like would come sing, blow people away and be like, all right, cool. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, So then I I also told myself, though, that I never really wanted to do the starving artist thing. Right. Like I never wanted to just like, OK, I am a musician and here's like that's just all that my life is going to entail. I'm going to pursue gigs and I'm going to pursue recording and like yeah. go to all these events and make all these connections and not have any money until eventually something picks up. I'm I'm definitely a little too bougie for that, <laughs> being honest. So I was like, well, I have the intellect to figure something else out. Like I there's there has to be a way for me to make money, especially because the, from the research research I had done before, it seemed like a lot of musicians who quote unquote made it, they had to kind of sell their soul a little bit. Like they got stuck in a contract with a record label or something right where it was like you they give you a loan actually to produce the music or to go on tour or whatever and mm-hmm. you have to be able to make sales to pay that back but some of the contracts are written so that only like one percent of everything that you make goes back toward paying that original loan so then you just get trapped yep. being somebody else's puppet that's and that's why accurate. it's like so few people like prince and stuff like that so few people have been able to just like buy their own shit back and maintain control of themselves And I didn't want to be in that situation. So I was like, well, I have to have some sort of stability in my life so that I never am in a position where someone asks me to do something and I really don't want to do it. But I say yes anyway, because I have to or I need the money or whatever. Like I was telling somebody this at the end of the show yesterday that I was like, I didn't want to be possibly be in a situation where it's like, well, if you want to pay your bills and you don't want your car, your house or whatever taken away, or if you have medical expenses or blah, blah, blah. In order to pay for that, like you have to sleep with me and then I'll give you this gig or blah, blah, blah. Like shit like that happens. And I never wanted to be in a position where money made money became my value and my values were no longer my values. 
Right. So I took a break from music to focus on career. I started studying um, software development, actually, and then moved from software development to cybersecurity. And that's the field that I'm in now. Nice. Um, but then somewhere in there, I was in a relationship for a bit. And that relationship took me across the country to Memphis because we thought that that was going to help things be better. But obviously it doesn't because you're the same person no matter where you live. But I did it anyway because I really thought that my ex needed to learn that lesson. And also, if I was going to be in the relationship and they're telling me this is what they need, okay, well, I have to trust my partner. So fine, we'll move. So I moved. And then because of the relationship, I didn't really have a chance to do much musically in Memphis like I would have wanted to. I made some cool connections, um, but never had a chance to perform there. Never really got heavy into it. And so I just moved back to Vegas two or three months ago. So I'm just now starting to get back into the music scene here and figure out ultimately what I want to do. Um, I do think that I'd like to record my own music, but I am not a producer. I'm not like I hear lyrics. I hear stories. I can sing melodies, right? but I can't piece all like I'm not, I didn't study composition. It's mm. not something that I'm good at. It's not what I dedicated my life towards being good at like singing. So I feel like I have these songs that could be good, but I have no idea how to build them up on my own. I don't know how to be a prince and write all the parts and play all the parts and just like, just bang them out. Like just, I'm not that person. So if I was going to do more original music, I would want to find a producer that understood my voice and understood like a lot of different styles because honestly, even the songs that I write now end up being a lot of different styles. There's some pop songs, there's some hip hop songs, there's some rock, there are ballads. It's like, it's all over the place. And so I would want to find a producer that, had the experience or maybe I just need to find a handful of producers. I have no idea. Um, I do know that I want to keep singing. I prefer live performances over studio sessions because it's like, I feel like music is one of the only ways that I was able to connect with people growing up. I could never like talk to people. My parents weren't very communicative in the home. I never had a solid example of what like, even like, what is it like conflict resolution look like i didn't know how to show that you care for people i never i didn't know that there were love languages i didn't know how to meet people where they were at like just none of that happened in my household my parents were there for our basic needs but i don't feel like they really taught us how to how to emotionally connect with others and so it was always something that baffled me for a majority of my existence Mm -hmm. and but and Another thing was, um, my mom was raised by a man who's like way like generations older. My grandfather was born in 1897. And so she was raised by a man who was like the original old school out of everybody who's alive today. And so it was like very much a situation where like kids are seen and not heard. Like you don't really have a say in anything. If it's, if you have an idea, it's wrong and I'm right because I'm older and that's just how it is. And so I never felt like I had a voice growing up. And so then when I turned 14 and got angry, (laughs) um, my parents divorced and I don't know. I just, I ended up turning to music to help me get through it. My mom sold our family piano so that she could pay to move out. No way. And I cried for, I don't know how many days. I would have And I didn't even realize how fucking emotional that piano made me until it was gone. Yeah. And so my mom felt bad. So she bought me a dinky little, like, I think it's like a Yamaha 
keyboard or something online that I still have today. His name is Beethoven. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't laugh. All my instruments have names. I'm I'm glad you named your instrument. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so she got me this keyboard and I don't, I just started because I, um, started learning guitar when I was younger. Um, but never really piano, but I don't know something about having the piano being alone in my room in the dark with this crazy ass closet that had a hole into the attic that was creepy. Something about being in that space and being upset just made me, I felt like I just needed to get it out. Yeah. And so songs just started pouring out of me. Like, I, you know, those kids at school who had the fat ass binders yep. for like every class plus all their homework, plus whatever the fuck they're studying. Those Hell dirty yeah. kids. Yep. I have one of those, but just with songs that I've written like that I wrote when I was younger, when I was first starting out. And so it was like all the shit that I wish that I could have said, but I wasn't allowed to say because my parents wouldn't allow it. And so I started doing open mics with the songs and singing some covers. And then I started to get really good feedback. And then it's almost like I, I realized that when I'm able to sing to other people, then it's like there's something that unifies us where I don't have to say the right things. I don't have to know how to emotionally connect. I don't have to I don't have to make sure that I remember what your kids' names were. And like, I, I don't have to fumble through socializing. I can just sing a song that right. relates to both of us, that connects us on a level that we can't quite understand. And that's my way of interacting with others. It's like the best way possible that I know how to interact with other people and to feel my own humanity. So I definitely think that live performance is going to be something that I would prefer to maintain as far as whether it's originals or covers. Right now it's covers because it's Vegas and that's just the scene here no one knows my songs so they can't really (laughs) that's what makes it no definitely so um but yeah i'm i'm working with a a friend of mine used to play in a popular band in the 90s and he's been sort of like my music manager mentor kind of thing him along with this other woman that i met her name is jesenia she sings at shagroom on fridays nice with uh with sean eiferman and they've kind of been helping me get my footing again to figure out what direction I really want to move in. So I haven't quite decided, but I do know that live music is the thing that actually makes me happy. Mm. And that recording music is something that I would ultimately like to do, but it's not, it doesn't feed my soul as much as just performing in general does. So that's why I don't quite know what to do with that yet. That's interesting. It's a very long way of answering your question. No, yeah, that's a that's Dust a good off my shoulders. That's a that's a that <laughs> no, it's a definitely a good way to kind of explain it and stuff. So there's a little bit more backstory. Ironically, I'm I'm a little bit the opposite. I would very much rather be in my whole cave yeah. producing music and not having to worry about performing and stuff. But unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> in this day of age, I have to You're be like performing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my manager is like telling me she's like, you have to be performing. I'm like, okay, all right. I promise, mama. Maybe you could do like a. What is it, like marshmallow or a mouse? Where it's like you just wear the giant helmet. So it's not like you have to like be yourself. You're just there doing your own thing in your own little worlds. True. Problem yeah. is, is that people already know my face. So that effect is immediately lost. <laughs> well, I mean... That effect is, unless I start but... over a brand new old <laughs> alias, but I'm like, I've already done too much shit already. This is way Maybe too impossible. Maybe you just lie and you're like, hey guys, check out my new buddy who blah, blah, blah. And you promote your quote buddy oh, on could, your page with all of your fans, I but could, it's your music. <laughs> I could fake my death. That would be a wild thing. That would be epic. <laughs> 
that would be i don't know how you get away with that today i feel like that was a lot easier to get away with like 300 years ago probably yeah (laughs) which sounds sounds very accurate all right so now here's now i got two last questions for you where can people find you or your music um i'm on instagram and facebook i think (laughs) as heart underscore child and my music is under my legal and i don't know that i want to promote that anymore because it's goofy shit (laughs) you can always archive your shit and then just start fresh (laughs) a little bit i mean i might one of my friends really love this so there's this song that i have called uh no, I should really know the name of my own song. Oh my god. It's Don't Eat Spinach with a Candle, but it's called Turtles. That's why I didn't remember because none of the words <laughs> That is a weird name for a track. The song is turtles. called Turtles. Is it and about it only turtles? says Turtles one time at the very end. It's not even about turtles. Oh, okay, so I'm like, So trying when to think I recorded of... it, yeah. the the um the producer I had at the time, <laughs> he told me that it's such a ridiculous song he's like you know every time you explain this song to someone it should just have a new meaning like so that no no matter what interview you do like whatever it should just always have a new meaning so this will probably be the only time that i say this and then only those in the know will know you know (laughs) and the community and the internet he was trying to say that like (laughs) oh well you know it's at the time you know the iraqi war was going on and so it just really highlights my feelings about that or, you know, like I was like chewing some gum one day and an apple fell on my head and then like a dog pissed on my shoe and, you know, I just, I really wrote this song. Or, you know, like so my sometimes cat you just want to turtle in. I was like, you want to turtle into your shell. I just got pissed on by a dog. I want to turtle in. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll have to send it to you guys individually so you can hear how ridiculous it is. That, that, that I'm, super, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm and I'm not, I, I don't, maybe I'll never actually say how the song was written or what it's about. Because honestly, it's just unbelievable. Maybe maybe off off mic, I'll tell you. And Got that you. will be our little secret. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now this is a, the last question is a two-part question. One, do you have t- TikTok? I do. Okay. My sister is still trying to teach me how to use it. <laughs> what? I told you I'm not good at social media. I don't know why. I'm just not good at it. My friends have been trying to help me. All right. Reset. <laughs> Do you have, you obviously have an Instagram, right? Yes. That's okay. the thing I've been using because I can only handle one thing at a time. Are you the people, well, are you one of the people that opens up your phone late at night and then just goes on reels and stuff and Instagram like reels? Like scrolls and stuff? Yeah. No. No. Like I go, I you don't just even sleep? really use, I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's Snapchat, like, but it's because I follow like. I follow weird shit. Like, I don't even follow, main, follow mainstream stuff. On Snapchat, I follow this guy called Styro Pyro. Oh, here we go. Now, that's what that was the question I was going like, to ask. <laughs> it's like, what is the weirdest thing that you actually follow? And so, what literally, is it? he's What's just like this crazy... He's kind of cute. He has these crazy eyes. And he's like a chemist or... Fuck, he's like a fucking hot mad scientist, basically. And he, his name is Styro Pyro because he set Styrofoam on fire. Mm. But he explains the chemicals that make up certain objects and then he puts like runs them through electricity and shows you all the different colors it creates and explains why it happens scientifically that's the shit that i like (laughs) science science (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's kind of cool 
Awesome. The only cool thing about me is that I sang. I was definitely a nerd growing up. <laughs> she's low-key. She's very much interested into science and chemistry and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe not chemistry. I, I try. Oh, okay. I, was, yeah. I only got a C in chemistry. I'm pretty sure it's because my teacher didn't like that I was dating her son's best friend, but... I, I got a D. Besides the point. I got a D yeah. in chemistry for damn it. I missed for it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh C God. is usually cool. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I would get C's on purpose just because I didn't care about the class. Uh, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to not do anything just and I'll just pass because I just don't respect this class. So I just would fail not really fail. I get a C so I pass but wouldn't like participate on purpose because I'm like, this is dumb. Like when I was in seventh, sixth grade, um, I was in an advanced science class. And then when I moved here, they dropped me back because they didn't, the credits didn't match or whatever. And then when I got to That's college, funny. I took an environmental science class. I'm like, this is literally all the same shit that I learned in sixth and seventh grade. Why the fuck am I doing this in college? So I would ditch class yep. all the time. <laughs> and then you would, and I would show up the day of the test and I would still pass. I'm like, this sucks. And then you would get an email from the teacher. Why didn't you participate in the attendance because or anything I like that? Because I know this stuff already. This is stupid. This is a waste of time. Because so. it does not interest me. And only my degree requires it. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. I would do the bare minimum required. Like, literally not do my homework until the morning of still pass. Like Exactly. I would hold, Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> and when I was 16, it was the worst because my parents got me a car. But I went to CSNHS, the, like, college high school program thing. And so I could make my own schedule because instead of taking high school classes, I got to take the college classes. And so I wouldn't schedule anything before noon and I would always schedule like a couple hours for lunch. So it was like I would just be at home sleeping in way past the time everyone left. Hell yeah. Roll out of bed in my pajamas, go to school for a couple hours, go home for lunch, take an extra nap. Like, was I supposed to do homework? I don't know. (laughs) True night owl. So true night owl. Well, then. Thank you so much for joining us at Las Vegas EDM. I am your co-host, Christopher Tapia, and this is the one and only... Heart Child. Heart Child. Yes. (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate you for coming by.